Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today I just want to talk about Strange Tales and how I've been thinking about uh, using it as an afterlife, as a sort of entrance into hell or Diu in in my uh, Ogre Gate campaigns and all of my campaigns really. Like I think it I think it has broader application than I've been realizing, and um, and and. Also, this idea of the five-flavored tea of forgetfulness, it's a concept that I've been trying to apply and sort of grappling with because it poses some challenges. So I'm going to get into that. I'm also uh, going to try to connect my blog writing with my podcast a little bit more. I want to get back into sort of doing my uh, gaming thoughts on the blog because I feel like I've shifted everything over the podcast, which is great. I like the podcast format. But one side effect of that is I'm not writing out my thoughts in the blog as much and I feel like I'm losing some of that sense of structure and discipline so I want to get back into that and and so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to do a blog entry for every podcast that I do and we'll see not not every podcast but every gaming podcast like this and we'll see how that works um and you know hopefully it'll uh you know I'm gonna have to shake off some ring rust for sure but we'll uh We'll, 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 you know, because mostly what I've been doing on the blog lately has just been sort of putting up mechanics, putting up adventure ideas, putting up stuff that is pretty much the kind of thing that I'm working on in a lot of my modules and a lot of my games. And, uh, and, and this is different. This is sort of more, you know, I'm just talking about an idea and what I'm thinking. And, and so I want to, I want to, I want to just get back into doing that. I just think that it's, uh, I think that I, I'm worried about my, uh, my writing and my thinking becoming too lazy. So, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what I can do. I would like the content to be different for each one, but, but also complementary. So I, I want there to be things in the blog entry that uh, you won't get from the podcast and things in the podcast you wouldn't get from the blog entry and to have them uh, both sort of play to the strengths of the, of the mediums that I'm using there. So, so we'll see. I mean, that's, that sounds probably a lot more lofty than what I'm actually doing, which is just sitting in front of a mic and talking. So, um, so anyways, uh, I, I have been thinking a lot about Strange Tales. Uh, and again, for those who don't know, it's uh, it's a game inspired by Strange Tales from a Chinese studio by Pu Song Ling. It's also inspired by other writers in that genre and, and movies inspired by the stories themselves, as well as, uh, you know, other types of horror movies that occasionally sort of venture into similar territory. And we're going to, you know, include within this uh, even things like Mr. Vampire, that kind of thing. Um, I'd like to have a nice broad range, and so I think that's still uh, reasonable to include. And uh, but but we'll also have much more, I guess you could call primordial versions of the Jiangxi monster. Uh, uh, you know, in in a lot of Pu Songling stories, you have these sort of creatures that are basically just stiff corpses, and there's not a lot of the uh, things that have been added to them over the years. And so I want that to sort of be more the baseline. Um, but uh, and also Yuan May, um, but but we'll you know we'll 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 cover that in another podcast because that's not what I'm talking about today. Um, what I'm talking about is how I've been using Strange Tales as a, as an afterlife. Now, if you've been following what I've been uh, saying about it and writing about it, Strange Tales is is sort of like my answer to Ravenloft. It's um you know it's it's it, that's that's something that was always pretty. Uh, uh, important in 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 my my gaming life growing up, and so it it became sort of my standard for uh, you know how I like to apply uh, things like horror, and and so I, you know like if you can see it in in Sartorius even where we uh, where we have these concepts of Grimm's and the Grimm's are they're basically an excuse to have an adventure 
um, but in the form of a monster that is like an environmental effect. And that's, again, I think that's very Ravenloft type uh, application of a, of a horror idea. And so with Strange Tales, I'm sort of trying to take a similar approach that's a little bit surreal. And so the the world of Song Ling, the way that it the way that it operates is I want it to be an adventure of the week type thing. I didn't, you know, I, I have, I run sandboxes all the time and I, and that's how my default campaigns function. Um, but for horror, I kind of like a little bit more focus. Um, and so I wanted to do something that was a little more, you know, monster of the week. And, and I thought that a good way to do it would be to have this, uh, this, this dreamlike world where, where you know once you get on site with the monster you can do whatever you want but there is sort of an adventure in mind that the gm would have and and so it's kind of baked into the setting concept and sometimes that means it functions as a dream world you know sometimes that means it can function as this 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 ether realm a little bit like ravenloft that just draws things into it and sometimes it can mean that it functions as an afterlife and increasingly i've been leaning toward the afterlife concept and and I like that. I think I think it works. But I but I'm not pinning down any one of those things. And I'm also uh, leaving it open enough that I fully understand some people are going to take strange tales and they're just going to sandbox it, which is fine. And so I uh, and I would encourage that. And I think that the uh, so you know the sort of the four approaches that I've been uh, seeing is sort of the dream world of Songling, the um, for lack of a better world, the surreal world of Songling. Uh, the uh, afterlife of Songling, but then also, you know, the sort of more standard sandbox of Songling, where you would just kind of, you know, get out the hex paper and start making up your own world of Songling as you desire. And that's something that I think anybody can do on their own without a whole lot of instruction. But I, th that's uh, definitely something that I envision people using the game for. So, um, so I talk a lot about afterlife and Monster of the Week, but that's just because that's how I've been running it. And so, uh, but I'm fully aware that it can be applied in different ways. And, and so with the, with the afterlife, what I've been generally doing is, so there's this idea of the flavored tea of forgetfulness, the five flavored tea of forgetfulness. And it's something that it, it has different forms. Sometimes it's like a soup, sometimes, you know, it depends on the story and stuff like that. But, and it also, you know, different, you know, there's, uh, you know, in some versions, Meng Po serves it in some versions uh, you know, it's, it's, I've seen other people being responsible for it, but uh, but you know the 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 end result is that it's supposed to cause amnesia, so that you don't remember uh, your previous uh, incarnations when you're reborn, and and that can present somewhat of an issue in uh, World of Song Ling. Uh, now, I suppose whether it presents an issue or not depends on whether the characters are. Uh, consuming the five flavored tea of forgetfulness before they start their adventures in World of Songling, or at the very end. If it's at the very end, it's really not an issue. Um, you know, you carry. So, so here's how I'm envisioning the game. If it's not at the uh, start, but at the end, uh, you have a campaign. You have characters. There's a total party kill, or maybe the campaign just dies. You know, like you know, you, you had a great camp. It had a great run, but you know. It starts to meander and people, you know, lose interest and you want to start up a new campaign. At that point, you might just say, okay, guys, let's try, you know, Strange Tales. But, you know, let's, let's, let's run with the assumption that your characters have all, this is sort of after your characters have died. And it can be any point you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be like 
they died you know a week from now it could be that they died of old age in their sleep but this is after those characters have died so make strange char tales characters loosely based on those characters they don't have to be exact but they need to be uh approximations of those characters so so make them and then we run them in this dream world and or this afterlife and it's again you know it's 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 vague it's up to the gm you know they, they go into this world and it feels like the real world they're they're going on adventures but the boundaries and the sort of the 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 the, the sort of concrete real world laws don't necessarily apply so they might wake up and find themselves at a temple they might see a you know a path in the forest that leads somewhere they you know the, again these are you know uh, structured around monster of the week type adventures but um but but the idea is while they're in the world of songling they're 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 kind of being tested you know by by one of the by one of the hell kings to um uh to sort of sort out where they need to go and so there's you know uh there there's uh uh the the idea of the so the campaign structure that i've been working with is uh 10 adventures 10 levels and each level is an adventure and if you run it like a sandbox you can say that each of those represents you know i don't know a year or a period of time in that character's life and then after the 10th it's assumed that they would retire and if you're running it in sort of like a more real world type scenario then they can pass on their wealth to the the next generation of characters and you start over at level one and you go back up again but if it's a if it's an afterlife adventure like i'm talking about now well it's a little bit different each level would presumably be one of the the uh courts of hell in, in du and and so you know you you in each 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 adventure is really kind of like a uh, a way of either testing or purifying the character or you know just you know determining what punishment they need to to suffer before they reincarnate but also determining how they reincarnate and so what i'm imagining uh you know just to simplify things is that each level uh would be a potential positive or a negative karma point um and and when you've tallied it all up at the end and the DM would sort of decide, okay, was this character, did they gain a karma or did they lose a karma? Uh, when you tally it all up at the end, that determines what happens to them when they make a new character in the regular setting. So uh, so I'm very much using this as an interim type setting where, okay, we're running a series of 10 Strange Tales adventures. And uh, after, you know when all is said and done, I'm going to look at the karma points that everybody's gotten. And if this guy has 10 then that's going to mean some things. Um, and, I, and, and, and I'm going to keep that fairly loose. I don't want to create a whole uh, subsystem of, uh, you know, this is how you have to apply this. But it's just sort of a general thing where, okay, um, you know, the, because it, this could be applied to virtually any game. So I don't know if people are going to necessarily be using it for aggregate. So, uh, but, but the way I might use it is I would say, okay, if they have 10 positive karma points, then that's going to mean that they have wealth they have access to really good kung fu techniques. They don't really have any flaws, um, which is a bad thing, by the way, because that's fewer character points for. Uh, so there are downsides to good karma. Um, they, uh, you know, just just things like that. So so you know, uh, you know, and if they if they have zero karma, maybe they're just a regular character. And if they have negative karma, maybe they have a lot of flaws, and they don't have a lot of wealth, and they don't have access to a lot of resources, but the flaws give them a lot of character points to to spend, and so, 
so I think that kind of works. Um, I'm still sort of thinking it through. This is very, you know, again, we're sort of still kind of playing around with some of these ideas, but but I like I like how that pans out, and I think that it's gonna um, and 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 I have been using it. And so with the uh, with the five flavored tea of forgetfulness, where that comes in is uh, again, if it's an adventure where the party is taking the tea at the end of the campaign, at the end of the ten adventure campaign, it's fine. I don't have to worry. But but let's say I'm imagining Meng Po serving them this tea before they go on their adventures, before they go through the different courts. Well then, um, and uh, and again, I know that you know uh, Meng Po is the tenth court, but I'm but if I uh, depending on how the campaign is structured, um, I think that the uh, the the approach there you have to invert everything. So instead of playing the regular campaign first you play it second and i did that a couple of times where i ran characters through a strange tales series of adventures and then when they got to the end um they they uh they were able to to go back so that and and run through the regular campaign so that we could sort of see what their past was before we determined where they would go in the next life and so uh, that that was a whole different approach, but it's something that, that definitely can work. And so, um, and again, obviously, I'm sort of just sort of juggling with this idea now, and it's sort of only half baked, um, and I'm probably overlooking a ton of stuff. But um, but this is just sort of where I am with one aspect of the game, um, and this is really sort of more at the you know how am I making use of the setting? What where what function does it does it play in my overall scheme of gaming? And I like everything to have a function i don't you know these days i don't I'm, i tend not to make something i'm not going to be running regularly and so uh so strange tales i've just been finding its function in my in my regular gaming and so that's where that's where it resides um so yeah so so we'll you know uh again i'm uh, i'm already coming up to the 15 minute mark so i'm going to leave it there but i think that uh um you know, you'll 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 see more strange tales stuff in in the near future. I uh, I've just started to get the cover art from Jackie Musto, which looks amazing, and we're we're now getting on to the interior art, and um and and we have all the maps, and and now it's just a question of uh of of doing some more play test and and, and refining things. I, I am going to limit to to a hundred pages. That doesn't mean we're going to have more mechanics, more abilities, more adventures than anything to do with the setting material and stuff like that. The, the setting section is really small. Um, this is this is a toolbox game. So I'm assuming that if you buy this game, you probably have some familiarity with Strange Tales or a Chinese Ghost Story or these kinds of movies and shows and books and stories. And, and so you would apply them how you want to apply them. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to make a big imposition with, the, um, with, with either the setting concept or the specific time frame that it would be set in because a lot of these strange tale stories some of them are set in ming some in song dynasty some in Qing, some you know much earlier i i don't want to uh I, I i don't have room in a hundred page book to really like if i did do that it would need to be a fairly extensive this covers you know thousands of years type thing and so i want to keep it uh fairly light so i'm gonna you know assume people can manage that and we have stuff in the ogre gate book if they need something on like song dynasty or something but um but i would generally just you know urge people uh to 
to, to research and decide what works for them. Um, you know, my, my interest here is sort of the flavor of the game and the adventures and that sort of thing. So, um, so, so we'll, uh, uh, again, it's, uh, the, the final book is going to be a hundred pages and right now I'm struggling to keep it below that line. So I'm really having to make some tough choices, uh, which is, again, that's one of the, one of the reasons that I moved away from the hundred page format was because of those choices I had to always make. But I've made so many bigger books now that I really just want to get back to this 100-page format because it also has its strength. There's, a, there's something to be said for simplicity and forcing yourself to just kind of give people the bare-bones basics of what they need to run the game and a window into sort of things to inspire them. So I think we've made very good use of it. We've got four adventures in there that are really fully fleshed out. We've got, a, you know, every, everything else is sort of, uh, you know, uh, quick and easy. Uh, you know, you can make characters in a, in a very fast, a lot faster than Overgate. And, uh, and yeah, so I will, uh, I will be back on and I will talk to you later.